Welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary. I'm Jenny Ewell. I'm Mary O'Regan. And this is a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. Let's get into it, right? Let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, some heavy, some light. <laughs> we're keeping it, we're ebbing and flowing or, I don't know, <laughs> peaking it, peaks and valleys, whatever. Um, so the three topics we're going to talk about today, um, first, uh, we're going to talk about being friends with exes. Is it possible? Is it? Is it inevitable? Is it a good idea? A bad idea? <laughs> um, and after that, we're going to lighten things up when we talk about one of our favorite things to do besides karaoke, uh, which is thrifting. Thrifting! Which some people do not think should be a verb. Just going <laughs> to well, say. Screw those guys. Screw them. It is. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to close things out with the oldest profession. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a little chat about prostitution. It's true. Um, it came yeah. up in the news recently. We have tips on it. Locally. So. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, being friends with exes. Oh, man. Oh, I think, man. Oh, I think man. that the main thing here is that you and I are on polar opposites when it comes oh. to this. Wait, you don't, you're not friends with a single one of your exes? Not really. I'm Facebook friends with, like, one of them. Facebook friends and that sort of, like, eh, I guess. Exactly. And, and even if we see each other in real life, it's, like, sort of not, like, a normal friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you... Do you don't and you don't live in the same city, so that's not right. That's not a right a frequent occurrence. Exactly. But even when it even when we did live in the same city, it was still just kind of like no, it was different than like other friends. And so I never really considered him a friend per se, somebody that I would like hang out with, like Jerry and Elaine on Seinfeld. You know? Yeah. Nice. I like that. You I was just watching that. it today. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> classic exes that are now friends. Yes, it's true. Um, very good friends. Um, what, like, but I'm just curious, like when you, so for instance, this one particular ex that you're like Facebook friends with, like when you would see him, like what was the vibe? Was it just like, was it just like awkward small talk or were you just like, was it like you were like, I don't want to be here or you sensed that he didn't want it? Like what, how did it, like, what did it feel like? Um, no, it was a little bit more, it was, it was friendly and like, Still some of the same, like, joking around and everything, but there was a little bit more of a guarded thing of, mm-hmm. like, I don't want you to know too much kind of a thing. Oh. You know, like, I don't think he wanted me to know if he was, like, dating people, so that was kind of avoided. I don't think he wanted to know anything about who I was dating, and so we, you know, we would kind of steer clear of, like, those types of topics. And then also I noticed that, like, the things that I didn't like about him would come to light again. Like, for example, he always had a way of making me feel stupid. Yep. You know? Like, he would say, like, like patronizing, (laughs) condescending things that would make me feel really stupid. And I would always, pretty much most of the time, leave whatever social gathering kind of annoyed with him. And so it's it's really good that we broke up. And actually, he dumped me. But, um, it's, it was a blessing in disguise. (laughs) That is for sure. Did you feel like the same things like you didn't want to share or were you just sort of like picking up on his vibe? Well, I actually was, I was picking up on his vibe because I kind of more so wanted to share because I was in a relationship and kind of of wanted to rub it in a little bit. Not going to lie. 
I <laughs> totally get that feeling, especially if you were the one that he, got he dumped with you. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's a totally human reaction to something like that. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I felt, yeah, I felt justified in that. And, and not only that, but like after, right after he dumped me, I went on this like big momentous journey, like a solo backpacking trip around Europe and like met all these guys and like had a blog about like all these like Latin lovers that I had like taken (laughs) in Europe and like had this whole just like wonderful, fantastical, incredible journey. And like he was following that shit. Yeah, and yeah. It, that that felt kind of fantastic to be like, all right, you dump me, cool. I'm gonna go like find some fucking German guy to hang out with, and like <laughs> you get to see pictures of that on the internet. <laughs> oh, the internet. Yep, the great equalizer slash revenge machine. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I haven't really had that many serious boyfriends, um, but you know, I, I'm friendly with well I mean I was married um and I had maybe one serious boyfriend before that and then like dated a couple people but I'm like pretty friendly with everyone kind of going through the list in my head did you ever have the instance because maybe this is partially what makes it different for us but did you ever have the instance in which your heart was torn from your chest and stomped on the ground. And then you had to decide if you wanted to ever be friends with this person again, or were your breakups always kind of like mutual or gradual or no, not at all. Okay. I mean like the two serious relationships I had, I wouldn't say that like, I I hate to be like, I broke up with them. They were, things were already sort of going South, but I definitely was the person who was like, this isn't working anymore. Um, I wonder if that helped to be no, able to then well, kind know, of start think, to see it as friendship maybe. Well, with my ex-boyfriend from when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, um, he like, it, it, it wasn't, I, I, he, I don't think he was thrilled that it happened, but he immediately, like shortly after we broke up, he met someone who today he's still married to. Wow. Um, and they have three children. And, you know, I haven't seen him in several years, but he was um, traveling for business for a while. And, and him and my brother were actually really close because I was, I think I was only like 17 when I met him. He was about the same age. Um, so my brother was younger and like really like, you know, was like close with him. But, um, but so when he came up here for work one time, we, me and my brother and him all hung out and it was awesome. And, you know, it was just like, that but that was such a that's such a specific thing we were so young and then we broke up when we were pretty young and you know he did so well finding a partner shortly after that and they're apparently great together and they've been together since the shit like the mid 90s were you pissed Uh, that he like moved on so quickly yeah i was but i was also really really young when we broke up so i was just like you know you know, fuck that girl. But that's like such a, this is just stupid response, you know, like it's just such a a juvenile response. And, you know, now I'm like, I'm so glad that he found somebody that who was great for him, you know, and they're, they're happy together. Um, and then like, you know, like assorted, like people that I've dated, like still friendly with them. I actually, um, I guess you could call it dating. We only went out like a couple times and it was not super serious, but um, this friend of mine, like recently, like I reached out to him and he did an interview for my work for our blog. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, and you know, just like it, uh, it's, 
I don't know why it seems easy to just be able to have these relationships. Maybe it's the people. Maybe it's wow, the time, easy, man. The time that passes. I don't know. I'm um, sure. Well, I know for a fact that time has a lot to do with it. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that it wouldn't be the and same if it was like a week so. later. And you're what? <laughs> I'm a lot older than you. Well, I mean, but regardless, breakups feel awful no matter oh, your yeah, age. When fresh. You know? Yes. Yeah. I think, I don't, you know, because like the guy that we were talking about, that happened over 10 years ago. Yeah, and it's, but I mean, you even if I don't... saw him now, I still feel like I would be a little, I don't know. Yeah, but you don't have to run into him anymore, you know? Like, he's he's avoidable. That's very um, true. But, yeah, and with my ex-husband, like, it wasn't great for a while. Like, I was the one that, you know, again, it wasn't growing well. And then I was the one that was like, you know, set the, like, this is done. And he wasn't super thrilled about that. And I, it, I'm sh- I don't want to speak for him, but I'm pretty sure that in retrospect, he realizes that it was a good idea. Yeah. But at the time he was just, I mean, it, it sucks, you know, I, it sucked for me even because you're, it's something, especially if you've been together for a while that you're comfortable with and it's scary to think of being alone and, yeah. and there are, I still love him. Like there's still things about him that I love, but I realized that we're not good in that kind of partnership. Totally. Um, I just, we just had drinks this week and caught up about stuff and talked about his family and my family and his work, and how things are going. And, and it was great. Um, and then we get to like go and do our separate things because that's it's just not, it's not the same relationship anymore. So I, I mean, I don't know if it's, I guess maybe it's unique. I'm really glad that I'm able to do that. Yeah. Um, you're really lucky. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd hate to not be able to, to see how he was doing. I mean, we were married for shit, like what, eight years or something. And we knew each other for, I think 10, um, when we finally split up. Um, wow. so it would make me really sad to lose like that whole chunk. Of yeah. My that's life. huge. The other thing too, is that like my mother, she has m- mostly tried to remain friends with uh, at least like m- my father, you know? And and I know that that has a lot to do with having kids, but she also like really welcomed. So they split in like the mid eighties, and he married someone else, and then a few years later, a couple years later, she married someone else, or maybe it was vice versa. Anyway, but they both remarried, but they led pretty different lives, and they both continued to have other children with their new spouses. Mm-hmm. But she was really big about making sure that like his his child was welcome in her home. That's really cool. Which is kind of insane. When you it think is about, insane. You know? That would be hard actually. I, and I don't think she ever, she wasn't super stoked on my former stepmother um, because, you know, my father had more or less left my mother for her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so understandable. She was a little bit like, you know, Hey, right. um, but she's, she like found ways to sort of put that aside and, you know, she's, always welcoming to my younger brother, Daniel. Um, and he would like, I mean, he, he's not like super close with my, my, her kids, but he played with them. They're all like similar in age. And yeah. So, so maybe really that's cool. part of why. It I'm could like, be that example that was said. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, granted, you know, she had her moments when she would like maybe talk shit, but. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, she's only human. Yeah. But so maybe that's part of why I'm sort of like, oh, this is like something you should try to achieve. Man, I yeah, I I I think part of my problem is that some of the relationships just ended so terribly. Yeah. You know, with just like sadness and and hate, you know, like yeah, and this do. is 
I'm going to give the caveat of, like, these are, like, young, like, I was, like, 20 or, you know, like, relationships. So the relationships that I've had, you know, a little bit older have been a little bit more mature in the way that they ended. (laughs) But, um, yeah, some of them. And it's it's a bummer. I wish that they had the earlier 20s ones had ended a little bit more maturely because there, you know, there was something interesting about those dudes. And yeah, it would be cool if. It would be cool if we could even just be Facebook friends. Like, not even not even have to, like, ever get coffee or a drink or anything. And we we can't even do that. Yeah. We can't even do that. Is that bad? I don't think that they would accept a request from me, and I would feel... I, I don't know. I, they, I know they would never send me a request. I think you should try it. I, no, I can't. My pride. <laughs> my pride, dude. I See? cannot. But if you do it and they don't, then you're like, all right, well, there's that. And then you resend it. Are you, is it just because you know it's out there then? It's it's just my pride. I can't be the one that goes and says that, like, wants them, you know? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I can't I be that one. Like, they, they can pursue me and I can decide if I want to have that or not. But, but sometimes it's the it's that's the sort of thing that all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Like you transcend that, you're just kind of like I don't give a fuck if they if they say no. I'm interested in in knowing who this person that I once loved or cared about is doing. So I'm gonna see, and if they say if they don't, then I'll be like, okay, that's cool. I gave you a chance. Like you're the bigger person, you know. I think it will take me another decade or two <laughs> to be able to transcend that. I really do. Like those relationships ended terribly. Yeah. They made me feel horrible. I, I'm glad that they happened because I for sure learned like how to not let a man treat you and learned how to break up and like learned how to accept breakups and be a cool person. And like I definitely learned a lot from them and it's good that they happened. But they were such like low shitty moments that I don't think I could give maybe, them that kind of power. You know, maybe that's part of what it is, is that you know, you're curious about how they're doing, but there is a part of you that is really terrified of reliving that experience that you had when you broke up. Yeah. And so, so you're, you're sort, sort of, of like, like, Oh, I don't even want to test that, you know, like it's not worth it. Like the, yeah. the reward is not worth the risk in this case. Yeah. Because I can like, also sort of spy on them on face, on, on not just Facebook, <laughs> but social media in general, which is really satisfying. It is satisfying. I, I, I need to like, I need to do some internet research on my high school crush because I haven't done that since classmates.com came out. Yeah. Really oh curious. my God, classmates. <laughs> come on, Jenny. This I was like 2004. Dude, I'm old. <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the thing, this one of the other pathetic things is that there are dudes that I dated that I would like to social media stalk, but I can't remember their last name. <laughs> Really googling like person, like, like personality traits, like where you saw them last. Basically, yeah. Jim, it's sad. roller rink, Minneapolis. <laughs> Come on, seriously. Um, that is kind of sad, actually. It well, is a little you know, sad. It's not. I was. I don't. I don't know if it was a guy that I dated, but I was trying to summon someone's last name the other night, and it just wasn't happening. And I finally just was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, screw <laughs> it. Something my brain has been like, you know what? It's been too long. Yeah, that person is clearly like not worth <laughs> yeah. the space in there. I guess. I, yeah, my brain has cleared that cache. <laughs> like, Sorry, cleared the cache. Oh my lord! Like I'm a supercomputer. <laughs> you are a supercomputer, Jenny. Yeah. I'm more like a Texas Instruments. <laughs> 
like a shitty little calculator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they made computers too, didn't they? Or am I just totally like... Uh, I don't think that they graduated to computers. <laughs> I don't think they ever did. At least you have. Uh, um... All right. Okay. Should we move on? Sure. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on, on after that. that. Let's bring it up. Slightly painful. <laughs> walk down memory lane in classmates.com. I know. Oh, Lord. We just gave them a free ad, basically, by doing that. Around? If they're even still around, I don't know. Probably. I mean, no. if they are, how are they even monetizing that shit? I love that I just said that because, you know, digital media. But anyway. I don't know. Clickbait? Who knows? Um, okay. All right. Okay. One of the things we love most in this world. Hmm. Thrifting. Yes, that's right. We like pouring through other people's clothes. Oh, it's so good. I don't know what it is. Like, I just find it really what? relaxing and meditative. Yes. And yes. Even though sometimes it's like a store that's filthy and full oh, yeah. of like screaming children and crowded and I don't care. I just don't, well, you, don't know. Well, you go sometimes on those, like, Labor Day, Memorial Day, uh, I do. Day sales. I do, because like, they're giving it away. I am like, fuck that noise. I know. I, it's, yeah. I'm like, I will pay seven ninety nine instead of three ninety nine. dollars <laughs> In order to not stand in a long-ass line <laughs> with a million babies with big boogers coming out of their noses. No offense, babies <laughs> with boogers. I know what happens. But. They just put out so much more stuff for those sales. And then do. you can also buy a lot of it and not feel bad because you spent like $17 and got like eight things. <laughs> Which, yeah. So I have to say, okay, so... I'm a, I have in the past been a heavy, heavy thrifter. Um, in the last like four or five years, I've seriously curtailed that for two reasons. One is because I don't have a car, which makes thrifting difficult. I have actually walked to places before, yeah, but it kind of limits how much you can bring home. And then the other reason is because uh, like a six or ten years ago, I was... I don't I don't like like making new words, but kind of like a thriftaholic. Um, uh, I, I would go to places and dude, I would buy everything cool, even if it wasn't something I was gonna wear. Yeah, that's the problem. Right? That that's the hard thing if you've got like an eye for it. Like somebody like our friend April, like she's got a business, like and she doesn't really thrift. She goes to estate sales. Like she's Yeah, time. she graduated. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't like dick around with the stuff that we are but but like having an eye and knowing something that like oh this is a great thing or a cool thing and someone would like this is different than being like this is a thing that I want right and it took me so long to learn that and And also like this is a thing that I that is not in good enough quality because sometimes I'll get it and there's like a little rip or a stain or something and I'm like oh I can fix that and Mm -hmm. then it sits in the fucking mend pile in my closet for like ever till I finally just give it to Valley Village. Do you feel like you've you've sort of trained yourself now to not just yes. for those things? Yeah. It took me a really long time. But not fully. I still have some duds. And I've noticed that sometimes I because I've gotten really good at purging and getting rid of stuff. So I will let myself like own something for a few months just to sort of try it out. Yeah. And see if I like it and wear it a couple times. And if I don't find myself reaching for it, then I know that I need to get rid of it. And then by getting rid of it, I know that I'm allowed to try something else, you know, for a while and see if I like that. That's the other thing that's so wonderful about thrifting is because a, you're not, it's not necessarily a huge expense for most people. And B it's like, you're not, 
you're already taking something. It's like the whole recycling, the whole like, you know, reusing. You're not like, I mean, the the cost is definitely a huge thing. You know, you're not buying something from, you know, like a fancy store or even like an H&M, which, you know, I think more and more people are trying to not maybe support the, the fast, fast fashion business totally. as much. Yeah. So like that whole thing of like recycling, but also just, yeah, like when you, if you do decide like this isn't the thing for me, you're giving it right back to the place that you got it from, you know? Yeah, and a lot you of don't have to feel bad charities about it. Too. Yes, a lot of them are charities. And also like you don't have to, I mean, it, it could very well could be that the thing that you thrifted was made in like a third world country by like a blind child. But... <laughs> I mean, it also already was purchased by somebody else. All you're doing is extending its life. So I don't think you have to feel as bad about yes. participating in that type of, like, shitty for humanity capitalism. Yeah. Because, I would agree. Also, yeah. it makes me feel better about myself. So I'm definitely going to agree. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so we um, should talk about, like, tips, too, that we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, w- I did want to say, too, like, I feel like, so first of all, I think a lot of people have that sort of you know, that seventies, like, Oh, your, your mom buys your clothes at a thrift store mentality, which I think that's still prevalent. And I understand some people, like if you were raised on that, maybe you don't want to go back to that. Maybe you're finally like, Oh, I'm making enough money that I don't have to shop there. But one of the things I love about, about thrifting is first of all, fashion is cyclical. So lots of times you'll find things that were popular in the eighties and are popular now or popular in the nineties and are popular now. Love that. Another thing too is there's that DIY aesthetic, which you are like super good at. Like you are great at finding like especially vintage denim Mm, and like doing stuff to it. Like I remember like four years ago or three years ago when like people were already starting, like there was already that starting of, um, the raw ed the raw hem yeah and you like found a pair of jeans you cut off the hem and it was like you were wearing like you know like jeans from mother that are like two hundred dollars but you'd gotten like a pair of levi's for like it's so fun and it's such a good feeling to do that because you know that i can't tell you how many times i will see like an advertisement or a story on like a fashion blog or something that's promoting like you know a, a brand like mother or a brand like you know citizens of humanity or like some place that charges like a shitload of money for something that seems pretty simple, like a pair of jeans. And I look at it and I'm just like, I could thrift that for $10 max, like this weekend, if I wanted to, I know those jeans are in so many thrift stores right now. And the other thing too, is that I, I love when, um, I get compliments on stuff and I'm like, Oh, I, I got this for $5. Yeah. At a Salvation Army. And people are like, what the fuck? I know <laughs> like, a lot of it is people just don't have the patience. To- which I totally get. I you totally know. understand that. Um, and then well, the, and then the last thing I was going to say that I love about it is that you typically – so, you know, I'll go to – say I did go to like H&M or say I went to like a Zara or even like Nordstrom or something. And I see this dress with this print and I'm like, oh, I fucking love this print. It's amazing, right? And then I'm like – and this has actually happened to me when I was working uh, at – Nordstrom um I bought this sweater that had like a leopard print on it and I really loved it and I went to work and like two days later I was wearing it and someone was wearing the exact same thing okay so it's not the end of the world oh yeah because you know exactly where she got it yeah it just makes well it just makes it feel less like mine yeah it totally feels less like yours yeah Yeah. fully I totally get that I'm experiencing that right now with my Eileen Fisher sandals Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have accepted it and I'm okay with it because comfort. And also those are a very classic. Yeah. I don't want to say basic, but like a nice. They're basic, like, for sure. You know, 
a design that you can see from like, like the ones that I have that look like those are from another brand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you get some, like, I'm trying to think. Well, like I remember your, your leopard spot sweater and that was like mega statement sweater too. And it had those like little, it was like kind of fuzzy and I really loved it. And I'm just wear it. It was cute. And then I, well, I sold it already. Um, (laughs) But yeah, but I like, I wore it a couple of times and, and yeah, I just was sort of like, I don't know. I feel like it just, I know I sound a little bit like, I guess prissy. No, I think it's totally. Yeah, I mean, thing to say, but well, but there's something that's what fashion is for: is to express individuality and a part of yourself. And when you walk down the street and you see somebody else who looks like that part of yourself, it just feels a little less special because yeah. everybody wants to think they're unique. You know, exactly. which is a huge reason why I've sort of like really come into the whole like black and white neutral like not a lot of prints yeah if i get a if i wear a print it's usually from the thrift store right Uh, just because i'm kind of like i don't really want to i fuck it i don't want to look like everybody else all the time although maybe i do now that i'm wearing black and white but well but i think that the way you do it is really classic and lovely thanks man it's true um Um, some of your tips tips. what do you got uh well for me i <laughs> this is going to really gross out people who already don't like thrifting um i typically will do a smell check oh smart yeah uh, not necessarily all the time but sometimes when you're thrifting you might be like something smells a little funky right now and i'll just like make sure that it's not the thing that i'm buying mm-hmm. um cuz sometimes something can some smells you can get rid of and some smells you can't get rid of if it's like a if it's polyester yeah. and it smells funky, the likelihood of you getting that out of a synthetic fabric is not great. Yeah. Um, natural fabrics, more so. That's another thing. Like, I'm very big on natural fabrics. Yeah. Like, I don't let myself buy polyester anymore it's at not the good. store. It's not good for you. Unless I can't tell that it's polyester and I'm surprised. Because <laughs> sometimes like, that happens Whoa. where, like, I'm touching it and I'm like, oh, this is, like, the most amazing silk. And I look at the tag and it's just, like polyester but you can't oh, yeah. tell and i'm like well i thought it was silk so i'm allowing myself buy it they do that a lot with um crepes and jerseys yeah those are the ones that they really like switch they yeah you're like this feels like a nice silk crepe and then you're like oh hell no this is a polyester oh, yeah. yep totally um, you also know that i am a huge fan of woven rayon yes love that shit is, is incredible so good and so often <laughs> it's vintage yep they don't. I feel like there isn't a lot of. Well, I mean, you see it occasionally in modern clothes. They're starting to do it more, but I think wovens are really hard um, from a fit perspective because they don't have the stretch that a knit has. So I think a lot of brands don't really do too many wovens because it doesn't fit a wide range of women. Right, that makes sense. So they're like, we got to hit the widest common denominator. Literally, <laughs> I say that as someone with a mega pooch. So please don't. <laughs> um. Another thing that I always check is um, armpits for stains. You're smart about that. You taught me. You taught me how to do the check. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes, and- <laughs> for those listening at home, when Jenny and I go thrifting, I give my things to her to get the Jenny check because <laughs> I know she's going to check that better than I can. I check the I check the nasty places. You do check the nasty places. I also sometimes check um, crotches for stains. It's smart, just in case. It's smart. And I hope that we're not grossing everybody out right now because, (laughs) let you know, like most stuff, there's nothing. It's fine. Yeah, totally. 99% of the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everything is completely fine. Like you think about your own clothes. If your own clothes are mostly fine, that's how everybody else's clothes are. I mean, everybody has a white T-shirt that's disgusting. But like that's the kind of stuff that 
you just you don't buy it at a thrift bag. store. Yeah. Um, another thing too, well, this is becoming less and less true, but um, this is going to sound so opportunistic, but I'm just going to say it. Um, one of the best things in terms of thrifting, thrifting is to go to places where um, uh, affluent older people live. Yes. Because so smart. Um, suburbs. Yeah, the older generations, as they have been passing away, they have taken really good care of their clothes. It's going to become less and less true as um, people from like the, you know, like 50s and 60s. Yeah, but we still have another 20 years, though. Yeah. Because if you think about like our parents in their like 60s or whatever, and maybe they're not going to give away all their stuff until they're like in their 80s, like. They, all, they still take good care of their clothes. I yeah. feel like we've got another 20 years until, Although, like... I mean, like, my mom, when I think of my mom's style, it's nothing I would ever wear. And, like, I don't think she takes the best care of her clothes. Um, but, like, when I think about, like, you know, some woman who's probably, like, maybe in her 90s now who was, like, you know, fashionable in the 50s. Yeah. You know, she was... She had, like, beautiful coats and beautiful dresses, although they probably won't fit me because I don't know how women have waists <laughs> that size at that time. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that's another little tip is like if you're in like a place where you see a lot of retirees, maybe try to find like a Goodwill nearby. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you never know what's going to be cool in the future. Like it could very well be that 20 years from now, everything that was carried at Kohl's is just like dope. For a second, I thought you were going to say Coldwater Creek and I was like, I have some Coldwater Creek over <laughs> already. <laughs> I'm sure I you totally do. do. I've, got, I, I've got some vintage Chico's. Oh, dude, so do I. Yeah. Shit, vintage Chico's is awesome. It's kind of right. linen and drapey. Yep. It's like Eileen Fisher. Yep, some southwestern prints. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's good. It's good. Um, the other thing I usually check are like um, seams to make sure that the seams aren't uh, stretched. That's smart. They Because, you know, if you wear something for a long time, the seams will be like, ah! Yeah, like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. I, I, those are like the big ones. Yeah. Stains, seams, smells. <laughs> I also, and I'm only going to say this because I'm somebody who's a little bit crazy and paranoid, but I sometimes will look for, like, bugs, maybe. It's totally fine. You it's not real. That. It's not real. I've never seen any. I know it's all in my head, but I have a fear, and I just check. It's totally fine. You were the one that made me also realize that I should probably, if I'm not going to wash the clothes, I should at least give them a nice little hot uh, dryer bath. <laughs> yeah, or at least so just like that. look at them very closely too. Like if there's if there's like a pair of pants that's like covered in bed bugs, you're probably going to be able to tell. I should fucking hope that you would drop that shit immediately and when screaming out of the St. Vincent de Paul that you're in. I should hope so oh, too. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would They're if it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen in a St. Vinny's. Let's They're not just all be bad. real. They're not all bad. But just, I think just, sometimes they're a little scary. <laughs> One thing that I, I like that you mentioned, I have found some of the best luck thrifting when I am on a road trip. Mm-hmm. That is the dopest, especially if you're somewhere that is like not quite a big city, but not like a tiny town either. Like if you're driving through like a random college town, like when like I drove through Missoula, Montana and did some good thrifting. I drove through, like, Bismarck, North Dakota. Like, like cities that you've heard of but would probably never go to because that's not a destination, like yeah. New Orleans or something. Um, or, like, Santa Fe. I'm sure Santa Fe is, like, totally picked over. But a random place like Bismarck, North Dakota, people probably don't really find the same stuff that we find trendy to be at all trendy there. And so 
it's going to be pretty unpicked over, and I've gotten some gems. Let me tell you. <laughs> Where did you get that um, that silk shirt with the fringe? Oh, the silk shirt with the fringe I actually got from our mutual friend, Claudia. Oh, shit, really? You were there. I know I was there. I don't remember you buying that Wait, there. the black silk shirt? Yeah, yeah was that yeah. there? That was, we, that was at Claudia's garage sale before shit, she retired, damn. or when she retired. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I got a few things from there, too. Ugh, it was magical. I still wear yeah. a bunch of stuff from her. I'm bummed we didn't get there sooner, actually. I know, I know. I don't even want to think about how good it could have been. <laughs> okay, don't. We were That's there, the and I mean, it makes me sad to think about that. But That's the other thing about thrifting. Like, sometimes... If you're, um, I don't want to say an aggressive, say you go to a, say you go to a store, a thrift store and you show up and you see, you see that girl, that other girl. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. We have the same style. Yep. Yeah. What I do at that point is I go, it is what it is. She might find the thing that you wanted and you might find the thing that she wants. Don't freak out. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Totally. I do tend to get a little bit like. I'm going to go over to the dresses real quick because I don't yeah. think she's in here, you know? But one thing I do actually, and this is one tip, and I feel like a lot of, I think I, I feel like I'm the only one who does this. I don't think that other, any other women, I've never seen any other women do this. I'm the only one. I thrift the hell out of the men's section. Oh, yeah, you do. Ooh, okay. it's my favorite. Mary. I'm tall, I know. Yeah, you're what, 5'10"? <laughs> I'm 5'10". Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm 5'5", and my boyfriend still disputes that I might be... He might thinks I might be shorter than that. You're not. You're not that short. I don't know. So, men's stuff doesn't necessarily fit me unless I'm going for, like, a risky business costume or something. I mean, I'm basically always going for a risky business costume, so, like, that's... (laughs) Totally cool with me. But, oh, my God, I'm addicted to, like, vintage men's silk shirts. Like, Liz Claiborne is the best brand for that shit and, like, the most wonderful prints. I love them so much. And so I almost always find pretty much any thrift store I go into a vintage men's silk shirt that I I need to have. I totally see that because – well, not only because, I mean, it's something that you love, but also I can't imagine very many men today being like, I'm going to thrift that, you know, I'm going to yeah, get that so no guys this want it. shirt. It's so you know? awesome. But sometimes it's funny. I get I get the side eye from guys when I'm shopping in their section. I really do. They're Maybe not they're just pissed because they're like, why won't my hot redhead 510 girlfriend <laughs> shop the Goodwill shirt section for I don't me. think so. I think they just think that I have an advantage over them because I like know something they don't know. And then I'm going to take all the good stuff. Maybe they think you're a picker. I'm sure they think I'm a picker. Oh, and you know you what? Should, I kind of am a picker a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, a picker is somebody who goes for a living and like finds all the like choice pieces that have that are like by... Brands that are super sought after right now in vintage, like men's Pendleton button-up flannels and, like, anything designer, women's at all. Um, just they they go and they their full-time job is, like, going to thrift stores all the time and estate sales and just getting all those labels. And, I mean, you have to do it all, like, a ton all Every the time. Day. Yeah, they're there. They're the ones who are there first in the morning. Like, they're, it's a business. And then they turn around and they sell them for a profit. And I mean, if you have the patience for it, and I mean, you can totally do it. I used to get pissed when I'd see the pickers. I'd yeah. Like, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, because you know they're, I mean, they're just like pros. <laughs> so you stand no chance. Stuff. Yeah. And especially if they were there ahead of you, then you're screwed. Unless, I mean, yeah. sometimes yeah, no, you can I'm get stuff that they didn't think was good it. enough. 
When yeah. Sometimes you can get stuff that they didn't think was good enough. Yeah. You know? It wasn't, like, perfect or they didn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I've noticed sometimes is um, depending on which store, which thrift store you go to, and this is a little bit unfair, but you can tell that the people pricing don't know what they've got. Yes. And more and more the stores are getting better about hiring people that not only recognize brand names, but also recognize trends. Yeah. Um, but if something's super new trend-wise, it's pretty easy. And, and it's something that you could replicate from something from the past. It's it's less likely that the people pricing will know what they have. So that's totally. kind of, that happens a lot where I'm just like, oh, they didn't realize that this fucking – they didn't realize what Vince is or something right. like that. Right, you know? fully. Um, yeah, I went, to, I went to a Salvation Army like a few months ago and I bought a 100% cashmere – all Saints tunic, oh, shit. which probably costs like maybe $300. $300. Yeah, probably about $300 retail. I got it for $30, which the fact that it was $30 means they did kind of think that was a, something, you know, like, or else but it would have been $9.99. Yeah. But it was still like a treasure to find that. Like, I felt like somebody was blessing me. You know what? I realized too, like I'm probably selling them short because they did probably realize that that was a good brand, but they also realize who their general clientele is and it's not a coach bag. Yeah. So that's, that's not, not going to go, go behind the counter. counter. Like, totally. Like, All right. This is, we just need to like get as much as we think we can off of this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, thrifting. Do you have anything else to add about thrifting? Do you want to talk about our last heavy subject? Sure. I just want to add that I would like to go thrifting soon, please. I would love to go thrifting with you. And Jenny, thrifting in the summertime is the most fun. Windows down, ice cream stop. <laughs> Let's do it. That's Let's the first road time, trip. You know what? That's the first time we ever hung out on our own together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Best memory. And yeah. also, I have so much guilt associated with that memory, Why? too. Because I didn't realize... You were like, I was like, hey, yeah, let's go thrifting. Do you want to like just meet at my house and like we'll go? And you're like, yeah, cool. I'll meet you over there. You had to take like three buses. It took you like an hour and a half. I had no idea that I I was new to town. So I tell you, I was like, we were so recent workmates, and I was like, oh, cool, yeah, this will be super fun. We both like thrifting. You were so sweet. And then wasn't that the same day that? Yeah, when we were coming on the way back and I was like late to an event and I was like, is it okay if I just drop you off in this I think we were like random under the place downtown. And I was like, that's cool. You were so Jesus fucking nice. Oh my God. I can't even believe that happened. I'm not the worst nice friend ever. I'm blaming that all on my naivete of not realizing what Seattle was like. I didn't hold it against you. Thank you, Jenny. We will, we will go thrifting soon. I want to. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Well, our next topic <laughs> is inspired by the news. Yeah. Tell tell everybody about the story. Oh my lord. Okay. So <laughs> the like today, I think the I think the news came out today that um, the Seattle police set up a sting ten days ago, a prostitution sting in one of those like tiny little hole in the wall prostitution. Uh, massage parlor massage parlors that are actually you know prostitution and over the course of 10 days that this thing was inactive they got 204 men arrested and that was like and more men than that even came in but some of those men left because like 
they didn't have any Asian women and they weren't down with that. Or some of them left because, like, they just weren't feeling the lady that was, you know, like, there there could have been even more. Like, it was just, it blew my mind <laughs> that the number of men that are seeking prostitution just in, like, a week and a half. And just in that part of town, too. Like, that's not even, like, everywhere. That's just one small little pocket. And then they also listed out the uh some examples of the professions of the men and it was like a couple of bus drivers like two surgeons a dentist a, like dozens of guys who work in tech like there were just so Do you so want me many. To read it? yeah yeah you've got two bus drivers six architects this is just a sample. six architects what the fuck Wait, i don't even know any part. architects this is my favorite part dozens of technology employees <laughs> God. more than 12 more than 24 dozens wow dozen pluralized um construction workers two surgeons a dentist a nurse a journalist i want to know who is that that person um a couple of attorneys an executive with a sports management company very specific um and an aspiring law enforcement officer which shame on him but man like some of them you wouldn't be that surprised you know like a lawyer yeah yeah sports management like But come on. And maybe the tech bros, like, all right, I get it. I get it. Like, but wow, the the variety of occupations here made it sound so democratic and just so like it could be any man. There is no, it's not like it's just drug users. It's not like it's just unemployed guys or, you know, like it's anybody. So I'm just going to say I'm not even surprised at all. I shouldn't be, I guess. I don't, but it made, it made me take another step in my thought process of being like, wait a minute. So if this is just any and all types of guys, that means that it's guys I know who potentially, I mean, not, not that they were involved in this sting, but like, let's say that prostitution was just legal and any, any guy could go in and buy sex with a lady with, and the fact that this many dudes are doing it illegally and it's all types of dudes, doesn't that mean that like probably all the guys we know if they're maybe not in a relationship or maybe some of them even who are would be doing this well so well okay so that's kind of like when we were talking about whether or not we wanted to talk about this that's kind of what we were talking about before where i think that um there are social mores in place that prevent a lot of people from doing something like this i wonder if it were legalized would more people feel more okay about doing it i personally think it should be legalized i Um, go back and forth about it because i i get why it should be legalized in like a female empowerment sense like hey it's our bodies we should be able to do whatever we want with it it's fucking commerce whatever like well and money off of it in amsterdam they provide their prostitutes with 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 health insurance yeah i think that's great but huge on the other side of it is there any are there any prostitutes out there who if given the choice, truly want to be prostitutes or are the majority of prostitutes kind of forced into it by like relatives or maybe they were even captured and like forced into yeah. it like sex slaves, like, or are they doing it because they just desperately need the money that badly to help feed their families. And they like, well, it doesn't seem like it's coming from the same place that maybe somebody who wants to be like, yeah. A well, fucking so office I feel worker. Like, and, and maybe this is a naive approach but i feel like that's how legalization could potentially help because once you involve government and you start p- 
putting like, you know, rules and laws in place, you can then potentially find ways to lessen the, the, you know, sex slavery and that sort of thing. Because these people then, you can't operate outside of the scope of the law. And when you have to operate within the scope of the law, there's more, there's more that you, more hoops you have to jump through basically in order to continue your profession. Um, so, and then I would think that if there are more, um, you know, more organizations acting within, within the law, then it allows the people, you know, the vice people on vice who are like looking for the criminals, Yeah, they have the opportunity, you know, there's less of the criminalized behavior for them to have to seek out and they can maybe focus it. I could be completely naive and wrong about this, but I just think, like we said before, it's the oldest profession. It's never going to stop. Men will always be paying, and women too, maybe, maybe less so, but. Because they have no other choice. They need money. Well, no, I meant like women paying for sex. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not even, I'm not even going to like acknowledge that as a real thing. I'm sure it happens here and there, but it's so minimal in comparison to the amount of yeah. men doing it, that is, it's like it doesn't even exist. <laughs> Tell that to the men. Um, I mean, come on now. <laughs> if I tried to find a male prostitute right now, I bet it would be kind of difficult. Don't you I think? I'm going to try when we stop. <laughs> That's my grand plan for this this uh, Wednesday evening. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think about it in like, like the legalization of marijuana, for example. The illegal weed sales are still going strong. Yeah. You know, it's still totally going strong because it's cheaper. So they just found a way to compete. And then the fact that it's legal means they probably have access to a lot more supplies and stuff that can help them proliferate their business. Mm. And people are still, they're still finding ways to make it more convenient. You know, like let's say prostitution got legalized, but it could only be in like certain centers well, okay, so the prostitutes who are doing it illegally and they'll come to your house, mm. aren't they still probably going to get a lot of business because if they're willing to do that one extra thing that's that's not part of the legal program? So I don't really know if legalizing it would help. And, and right now the way I look at it is the law, the whole point of the law against prostitution is, I'm hoping this is the point of it at least, I can't think of what else it would be, but is to protect women, right? And to me that doesn't seem like a bad thing. Thing. No, it doesn't seem like a bad thing. I don't know if I totally agree from my cynical point of view that that's the entire reason for. <laughs> well, what else would it be? Just to like punish men? No. Well, women get to more. control women's purity yeah. or something. Like, what is it? It's the patriarchy yeah, I somehow. I don't know. Right now, I'm like searching for some sort of like. They're trying to make women like not in control of their own bodies. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, I do, but I do totally agree with you that a lot of. A lot of, I don't know if it's a lot, but women are are sold into slavery and women are trapped in, you know, this sort of life, even if they don't want it. And a lot of times women are um, drug addicts and do this in order to make money to pay for the drugs that they want, need. Um, I I guess that's why I wish that it was legalized because I I would hope it maybe it won't fix it all but maybe it could help a percentage of the people who who like for instance are are drug addicts and it's like you know if you're going to be a legal prostitute that you can't be a drug addict but we have programs that we can get you into to get you clean you know stuff right. like that um if they if they want to get clean i don't know that's don't know. yeah because well, that's a whole lot. other right for sure <laughs> I, I part of the reason this is in my mind too is because this past weekend i was driving north on aurora 
Oh. I didn't realize that was the place. It even mentioned it in this article. Can I tell you the other night I had to go to my bank, which is on Aurora, 130th on Aurora, to like sign some papers. And the next day I was talking about something at work and I was like, so last night when I was walking down Aurora and I'm like, I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know what that, that means. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And yeah, like there were, there were two different ladies who were wearing like high heels and like spandexy looking outfits. And I, I saw them. I didn't connect the dots right away. I was <laughs> confused by their fashion choice and why they would be wearing that in such a shitty part of town. Because they looked sort of not, you know, they looked dressed up a little bit. Oh, Mary, the Minnesota and you came out. I know. Well, I've ne- we, I never really saw prostitutes in Minnesota. <laughs> fucking cold. And then somebody in the car was like, oh, the prostitutes are out or something like that. And I realized it. And then I I don't know. I felt kind of sad for them. But also like they, it's not, they weren't even trying to hide it. Like Oh no. Wow. Well, you don't I mean I would assume I'm not speaking I I've watched a lot of Law and Order SVU. Um you don't hide it until you see the fucking cops. I guess. Or somebody that you think are the cops. Yeah, I guess. Because you get business. You don't stand there. I mean like if you or I <laughs> were wearing spandex <laughs> it could happen i i um, guess yeah you, accidentally you would, we're like yeah. out thrifting one day <laughs> trying stuff on you would be you would be careful to make yourself small and not available you, you would do everything in your in your body language to do that and that's not how that's not how a prostitute is going to get business yeah <laughs> she needs to make it crystal fucking clear what's going on that is very true man um, interesting yeah, I don't know. I just – it's funny because I feel like I felt this way since I was pretty young, since I was like a teenager, that prostitution should, should be legalized. Um, just because I, I just have this hope that the benefits will outweigh, you know, the the, the negatives. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm totally – I mean, the health insurance is such a big thing for me. Yeah, that's huge. If they could regulate it like that, I mean, that would be huge. Oh, my God. I just had a horrible thought. If health insurance, they have it for prostitutes, it would be Obamacare. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to hell. Oh, man. I'm going to hell in a Hillary basket. It's okay. It's okay. As long as she wins, it's fine. Yeah. Um, although I could see Donald Trump legalizing that because he's, that seems like something he'd be into. Or he would just start a business based off of it so he could make yeah. all the money. But. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It just, it made me kind of want to, like, ask every male friend that I have, would you pay for a hooker if it was legal? Like, (laughs) let's say you're single and, like, you haven't gotten laid in a couple months. Are you going to a massage parlor? Like, no judgment, but, like, is that really the huge, like, am I underestimating the opposite sex here? I mean, I don't know. I I think I am. It's hard for me to say because I'm not a guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't. Is it that strong of a drive? I don't know. I think it might be. I think it might be. I think that if prostitution were legal, it would become pretty commonplace for us to joke about, like, our single male friends going to get laid. I bet. I bet that it would be normal. It would. It would probably normalize it a bit. I still like we were talking before, I still think that there's that sort of specter of propriety that's left over from like 
you know, hundreds of years of like religion and, and the puritanical basis of our society here in the States. And I think there's still that sort of like, this is not something that a quote unquote good man does. Right. Which, which I, I, you know what? I kind of, ah, it, it bothers me a little bit. I have weird sort of vacillating but open-ish views about people and their sex lives. Yeah, and like they should be able to do it if it's two consenting adults. Yeah, you know, but then that's the thing. It's like, how do you know that the woman who who is the prostitute is okay with the situation she's in? That's and what I'm not you, able to get beyond yeah. because I can't really imagine very many. There are probably some women out there, and I think I actually have, I read an article once. So you're going to say, know some. <laughs> no, I don't know any, but I read an article by a woman who I, I think it was I think it was an article by a woman who's an escort and she does think of it in a really empowering way she makes a lot of money and she's do- doing it in a temporary basis and she feels you know like in in charge basically and is like cool with it because to her sex is like not a big deal it's just like a thing that gets her some money and like she has clients and and that's it I'll send you the article when I find it Um, but, and, and there are some women out there who, who that would be the case, but there are so many women who are like shipped over from countries. They don't speak English. They're put in these massage parlors and they're just told what to do. And the only way that they are alive is because the people are like letting them live and feeding them. No. And sometimes not even that. Yeah. Sometimes not even that. And like, they don't even get to keep the money or they're told the money is just going overseas to their family. And like, and they're fucking 16. And like some old man is like telling them this, what are they going to say? They don't know anything. They're 16. Yeah. You know, like that shit is disturbingly common. And that's what I come back to. Trump Allegedly. What? Uh, he's allegedly raped a 13 year old. What? Really? We we can take this offline. <laughs> God, Ugh, you sent me the link to that article, so I can yeah, read it more. Yeah, you're not gonna want to read it. I mean, you'll anyway. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, it's you're you're right, and I like maybe I'm having to like idealized, uh, you know, a, a, a an opinion about it. Like I, I well, it's, but it's maybe hard. if it were legal, that would it would help regulate that too. You know, like so. that's that's because there would be people like checking in on us. Yeah. And regulated. Like, that's a huge part of it, regulated. Um, but I don't, I just, God, I definitely don't wish that for any person, like woman or a man, like young boy or anybody. Yeah. No, yeah. That's really Yeah, we said we were going to bring it down a little. Brought it down. <laughs> anyway. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. The, I think the lessons we learned are thrifting is amazing. Amazing. And it makes us so happy and brings everything wonderful, joy, light, happy, happy. And sometimes you can be friends with your exes and it's cool. Prostitution sometimes. is questionable and we're not <laughs> going to be prostitutes. Yay. As far as I know. <laughs> so far. Anyway. We were talking earlier about about not having enough in savings. <laughs> So, yeah. so maybe we'll see. Maybe that's what I'll be doing when I'm 80. You never know. I mean, we do Just plan on being everything. hot for many more years. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. You want me to you want me to close this out? Yeah, let's close out. Great. So this was Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary. I'm Jenny Yule. I'm Mary O'Regan. And just to reiterate, our theme music is by Wimps. 
thesewimps.com is where you can check out all their stuff, shows, music, etc. They're awesome. Um, they are awesome and super funny. Really people. cool people. Yeah. Um, our cover artwork is by Allie Crichton. Uh, you can check her artwork out at AllieCrichton.com. Um, and soon she will have um, another website that we will talk about. Just a little tease there. I won't <laughs> tell you what it is yet. But it will have um, stuff like original prints by her and jewelry. She makes really cool jewelry. So stay tuned for that. Um, please subscribe to us, our podcast on iTunes, um, and give us great reviews if you like what we're doing. Please or, write us a review. Yeah. And, you know, something just – it can be like a sentence. You guys rule. Or like – I feel differently about prostitution. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll just or be if that's too much, if letters are too much, <laughs> you can use stars to tell us how much you love us. Um, and then lastly, we would really love some more ideas. Mary is producing the shit out of this, which basically means she is the the, the Clydesdale to my tiny cart. She is like, <laughs> she is ideas and producing and everything so um we'd love more ideas um, because we both work full-time jobs so send us your ideas at um unsolicited.jenny.mary at gmail.com that's it that's the one send Um, us love letters and hate letters and we'll no hate letters i mean it could be funny okay just love letters you can send us your bitmoji (laughs) please send us your bitmojis we're obsessed we're obsessed really have a problem with it I love it so much. <laughs> it took a while, but I'm there now. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So that's it. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.